And the records are really, this, this is the behind the scenes of how the magicians are doing what they're doing. It's a matter of seeing patterns and understanding how energy works so that you can manipulate it. Mm. So that it becomes, so that your universe becomes malleable, right? That's what the Akashic records do for us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Being Inspired Radio Show. I am your host, Amanda Johnson, and today I am here with a very, very special woman, a woman who is uh, radiant. Her energy is palpable. She has such a juicy, divine Ness about her that she brings everywhere she goes. Uh, you'll even probably feel my energy shift simply by being in her presence because there is something that I love taking on and like trying on when I'm with her. Uh, she is powerful in what she does and she is making some major ripples and, and waves in the world with the work she's doing. So I'm really, really excited to introduce you all to Emily Harrison today. Emily, thanks for being here, girl. Thank you, my sister. As you speak, like the energy just palpably moves through my body. I love the way you put vocabulary to that and just shared my energy changes sometimes when I'm in the frequency of other people and I like it. It's really cool because that happens to us. And I can't tell you what a joy and honor it is for me to just embody and reflect kind of that like, yeah, just like get some, get some of yourself, girl, kind of energy because it, it, it's, it's really empowering. It's fun, to, it's fun to be able to own yourself and stand in that space and play with people. So thank you for letting me be the avatar of that. And thank you for getting into it with everybody because we just create space for everybody to do it too. That's so fun. exactly right. I know. I, I, I imagine people are listening right now and they're like, they're like grooving and they're moving right now. They're like, why, like why am I, why am I dancing? Why am I dancing right now? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're dancing because you are listening and you are feeling the frequency, yeah. and the vibration that we are creating and co-creating. And Emily, that's absolutely yeah. right. For so long, I thought, oh, I'm, I'm a chameleon. Oh, I don't know who I am. It's like, oh, no, I just, I pick up on energy yeah. from people. And then there's this beauty and this exchange that happens. Yeah. So mm. it's information exchange. It like really allows us to activate each other just by acknowledging that it works like this. It's cool. <sighs> It is so cool. And you're so cool. Ah, I'm so excited. We're already starting. Here we go. I want listening um, to know a little bit more about Emily in in like a soundbite. So after becoming a certified Akashic Records practitioner in 2015, Emily's life shifted dramatically, leaving behind a career in Hollywood. Sister Holla. Emily created a healing business that includes teaching, speaking, contributing to the Huffington Post, and mentoring other light workers in the Akashic Records. Emily is the founder and director of the Akashic Academy. Mm, say that five times fast. A modern day mystery school dedicated to sharing knowledge that is changing mm. the planet. Yes. So there Thank it you. is. There mm -hmm. it is. Thank you. All right. So something that you really stand for and what you're doing in the world is really helping people open their intuitive gifts. And of course, you're doing that in all sorts of ways with the Akashic Records. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're going to see where our divinely inspired conversation leads us today and what all goodness we get to learn from you. Mm -hmm. And I like to start with a fairly open-ended, simple, yet not always easy question, which is, why do you do what you do? Because I love Simon Sinek. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 
I gotta like, shout out every time. You just, gotta start just, with why, yeah. right? We we gotta start with this, and I love this because it really gives us a chance to just be like, what? Seriously, why is this important, right? The reason that I focus on intuition is because there is a huge amount of data in the field right now, high levels of it that can really help us. However, it requires a new language. Okay. It requires these, you have intuitive muscles. You have an ability to communicate back and forth with spirit. If you want to just give it a nice little name, you can call it your imagination. If you want to just be general about it, if you want to get more specific and start breaking down these parts of your imagination, of course, those of us who all are in this woo-woo, we, we, we know about our clear senses, but if you're new to the woo-woo, let me just edumacate you a little bit. <laughs> we, have, we have specific senses, right? We have our, our clear audience, our clear inner hearing. We have our clear, our clear voyance, our clear vision, clear sentience, clear feeling, our clear knowing. And these are like muscles that atrophy, especially in a collective when we've spent a long time not using them. It's really truthfully been since the ancient Egyptian civilization, since this was uh, just very modern day, very normal. This, the ancient Egyptians were a matriarchal society. So this uh, divine feminine energy was naturally present and illuminated in the consciousness of the tribal collective as well as the individual. But it's been a while. Mm since we've been really honing and harnessing this intuition, this magic. And since we haven't been paying it much attention, we tend to write it off. Like even I say imagination and some of you guys are like, well, that's child's play. You know, invite you to remember in Shakespeare's day, imagination was considered direct link to the gods. Mm. One of the subtle ways, yeah, I know, right. That we get done that we dumb ourselves down, that we allow ourselves to stay in the matrix and the, in the imprisonment is believing that your imagination is made up. It's not. Your imagination is divine connection. And when we begin to open up our imagination, now I did have a history in Hollywood and Hollywood actually prepared me for what I'm doing now in crazy kind of ways, right? Learning to channel came through learning to be an actress, learning to Emily, get out of the way, relax yourself enough. Don't edit yourself, make a fool if you have to, but learn how to conduct this energy through your physical vessel in a more dynamic way. So it was really lining me up for that, right? But this idea of activating this intuition so that we can begin to strengthen the muscles that are going to allow us to communicate, to have a relationship, to have instant feedback with all the data that is present. High levels of knowledge and information are present right now. We see it in the physical template of the internet, right? Our, our, our levels of knowing, of understanding, of seeking information are getting higher and higher. And we're opening ourselves to the scientific truth that of the electromagnetic spectrum of energy, Amanda, of everything that there is out there, with the five senses that we're using as humans, we can receive and understand and process 0.003% of that. That is three thousandths of 1%. So we're missing a little bit. Mm -hmm. However, our bodies are designed to get it. So that's why I want to teach people about their intuition because that's the language. That's how you open up the language to get it. Bingo. Okay. Okay. So there's, we have our five senses in the physical world. This, this yes. 3D, I can smell you. I can touch you. I can taste you. I can, you know, uh, hear you. Mm, you I, can? I, can't, I, I really can. I mean, it's like oh. that is coming through. <laughs> 
you think you're safe on camera? I know you're not safe anywhere, girl. No, because you have you. I call I call that one clear smelly. I didn't talk about the Clara olfactory one. That's right. It's coming through a whole different channel right now. <laughs> Those are my pheromones, Samantha. That's, oh, girl, I can. I know. I get it. Mm. That's what I want to know. So is that is that where we get into the the Claire? And I'm so the Clara. Mm, 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 mm-hmm. uh, dot dot dot. The is that what would complement our five senses, right? Is that what basically in takes us from this 3D physical, I can I can feel this table to I feel in my body. Like that's when I get the chills, right? The goosebumps. That's that clairsentience, right? That's that there yes. is something, there is a knowing and I can feel it. I can physically feel it. And anyone listening, you're like, oh, I got, I got chills just then. It's yes. like, yeah, that's it, right? So uh, let's go down that path a little bit more. Like how how are we using these sense it, these other senses, right? Not our five physical senses. How are right. we using other senses to, to tap into this channel of data and information that's all around us? This is where imagination and again, the improv, the acting, if you haven't been an actor before, if you didn't spend 20 years in Hollywood, let me just tell you what you need to know right now. You got to be willing to play. Okay. Instant feedback is available to you, but you have to open up yourself and get in there and play with it. So it's really important first to recognize your inner vision, your clairvoyance. Okay. Yes. This is, this is like seeing into your body. You can use it for like turning inward. Like you talked about feeling the palpable goosies. That's feeling it inward, right? You can use any of these things inward on your body, but you can also use it, think symbolically to see interdimensionally. Okay. Mm -hmm. We actually are our human ego. Oh, our ego. We don't actually make anything up. Mm. We are senders and receivers of information. So there's an element to learning to trust what you're getting and stop questioning the things that are coming into your mind. That's when, um, this is how my acting teachers used to say it. When you have a script and you're showing up and you're, and you're like, okay, I have to suspend my disbelief that this is not the truth of the reality in this moment. And I have to make it the reality in this moment and begin to play. Yes. Right. It's the, it's, it, 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 it's inspired by the same energy get in there and play with it. Don't judge yourself. You got to interact though. Let me, if I can offer something, this has just yes, come up please. recently. Oh my gosh. So uh, this has happened on numerous accounts, but I'll share one as a, an example. I've been getting what I would call hits, uh, yes. intuitive hits. It's like a name will pop into my mind. I will think of somebody. Um, I'll be like, oh my gosh, you need to talk to so-and-so as I'm having a conversation with, right? And literally it may, just, it may be as simple as, bing, a name comes up. Bing, mm-hmm. I see their face. Hmm, okay. Uh, and I'm, in the last few weeks, I have been trusting that and playing with that more and more. I get it. I send the person a message. I see their name. Perfect. I make the connection, right? Perfect. I can tell you how many times the response is, oh my God, I was just thinking about you. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe you reached out right now because of X, Y, and Z. Oh my goodness, this connection was so divine. I'm so glad you put us in touch. Mm-hmm. So and that's so what this you're talking- is an applicable I should say a a practical application in real life of how this begins to work. So when you show up and you play with those energies in the present moment, you begin to kind of see, you can begin to observe your own experiment and be like, Oh yes. Okay. I see how this is working. That is raising your consciousness. 
So as you're playing, like, why do you want to develop your clairs, your intuitive skills? It's going to begin to raise your consciousness of how much of the information that you're taking in and processing to help you make sense of more of it. All right. When the clairvision starts to become really intact, the clairaudience, the clairvoyance, the clair, whatever it is, spirit's going to begin to get your attention with it and to communicate and, and to lead you on a breadcrumb trail with it. When we talk about clairvision, spirit, once you begin to develop, the spirit can communicate with you in your dreams more dynamically. In your daydreams, perhaps, if you're not much of a night dreamer. In your ability to hold powerful visualization and manifest. So there's a huge practical application to being able to understand how to harness and use these energies because the vast majority of our planet is in this energetic field anyway. So we need to learn how to move our consciousness and work within this very malleable space. Mm -hmm. yeah. And what I love that you said, I mean, everything you're saying is just uh, like resonating, resonating, resonating. But I want to say what I love that you, you said that th it's us getting out of the way of not not trusting it, not believing it, you know, the, the, oh, um, oh, that's just make, oh, I'm just making that up right now. That can't, that certainly couldn't be real. And either we get attached to that, like, ooh, look what I'm making up, or we reject it, like, uh-uh, it's just made, make believe, mm -hmm. instead of really leaning into this, I'm the sender, I'm the receiver, and that's it. I'm literally the channel for it to go out, to come in, to go out, like being an actor. I mean, that was such a beautiful analogy for, and I very much can relate. Um, and I think a lot of people can get that. So yeah, I love, love, love that you said that. And I think one of the reasons just to illuminate a bigger pattern here of why we do that, why we either attach to the story or reject it, we're living in a polar planet. The North, the South pole holds the whole damn thing in place. I don't know how many of you guys read Jeffrey Chaucer, but he moved me. When I was a senior in high school, he wrote, the, he wrote uh, the Canterbury Tales. He also wrote an essay called The Theory of Contraries, which basically says you don't fully experience one emotion until you've experienced its exact opposite, which tends to be true on our planet. So you recognize that this idea of the physics, the polarity, is, goes from the macrocosm to the microcosm to how we tend to react to things. We, people tell you stand for something, what is it, believe for something or you'll fall for anything. What is that? Stand for something or you'll fall for anything, no, right? The idea is that you have to have a belief system in morals. You want to know what I adopted? Ooh, give me chills. A couple <laughs> years ago that really changed my life. Believe nothing, consider everything. Mm. What if you don't have to pick what you believe? You just have space to consider information. Mm. Yeah. What happens then? Yeah. We don't Limitless. have much to fight about anymore, do we? Yeah. Oh, and holding and and holding the the <laughs> paradox because life is a paradox. The polarities, the dualities, yeah. uh, and and we have to hold these two seemingly opposing things at the same time. So yeah, and on the one hand, we live in a polar universe. We live in this you know this very dualistic experience of this physical thing called existence, mm -hmm. and and we can see it without getting wrapped up in it. We can experience it without holding on to it as certainty, as the one and only, as I have to be this or that. We can, can be you let it? Can you let it both exist in your body at the same time? Yeah. You know, like you want to talk about, about instant manifestation a little bit. We think about that as being this uh, a physicality of what we want to experience, but bring it down to more energetic microcosm, right? When you're triggered, 
if a human being can learn to hold that trigger without having to go one way or the other on the polar scale, you hold it for a moment, you've actually created the vortex, the dimensional tunnel out of the shit that you're standing in. Oh, do we, can we cuss on here? Oh, you can totally cuss on here. (laughs) (laughs) Save you from having to edit that out, right? What we do is we're, we're creating a dynamic route out of that, that point where you get stuck in a lower density. You learn to just, can I just hold this for a second? And then as soon as you do, the space is created where you can choose to have a different response. And that means you're not holding negative energy in your body in the same way. And you just shifted a dimension. That is instant manifestation. It is not... I need $5,000 so I can pay my mortgage and my car payment and whatever else you got to pay. I need it tomorrow. Go team, go. (laughs) Although that's fun. And like, you know, when you're, it's not fun being in a pinch, but it's fun when you use your skills and you get the money. But this, we're, it's, it's, it's not really how, how manifestation is meant to be, but, but we're learning in that way. And then we're able to bring it back down to this microcosmic energetic level where you can make very small movements mm. with big impact. Mm. All right, Emily, I want to okay. hear about the Akashic Records. Please tell me more about those. Educate me on that. Educate us, our audience on My that. My pleasure. And, and, and then and leading into just, I mean, obviously you said your life shifted dramatically. So let's, let's hear more about that. Absolutely. Well, first, let me give you a little background on what the Akashic Records are. Hopefully you've been tuning in since the beginning of this interview. And I talked, I talked a lot about the internet and how like all of this data is becoming available. The Akashic records have coming more into people's awareness and consciousness as of late because they are directly related to the internet. And here's what I mean by that. In order for human beings to have a deep understanding of how something works, they have to have like a relationship with it. We haven't had a relationship with this field of information all out there on our planet until we start using it in the physical way with the internet. So because we have, as a collective, there is more of an understanding of what this kind of library data collection of information is, it's coming more into the awareness of everyone. However, there are certain avatars who have carried this knowledge and and, and kept it alive on the planet from the history of the since, since you go back to Thoth and, and ancient Atlantis, um, to the ancient Egyptians and all kinds of, uh, through the Sumerian tablets, they refer to the Akashic field. I personally grew up Southern Baptist. Who, who in the Midwest? <laughs> Give me some little Earl Wood preaching every Sunday, right? I was taught about the book of life. Now, I was taught that this was a name that Jesus writes, or that you get your name written in when you accept, accept Jesus as your savior. And then they double check it once you die and you get to the gates. Yes, you get to come in. <laughs> but it's a more, it's, it's a hugely more expanded version of that. This book of life, this Akashic record is an, a record of every detail, past, present, all possible futures of people, locations, crystals, animals, relationships, businesses. It is the entire collection of data in the universe Programmed from a neutral perspective, from the perspective of unconditional love and zero judgment. Mm. So when we recognize that we have access to this, which every human being does, and we learn how to use it to strip away, this is how I use it with people. First of all, I teach you how to get there, how you raise your consciousness and move into that space and, and sharpen those 
muscle so that you're getting good information, right? And then we work on peeling away the layers of programming that you've taken on from this life, from past life, ancestrally, tribally, personal experience. And when those are examined in this high realm of consciousness, you're like, oh my God, it all makes sense now. And as you're having these aha moments, you're actually illuminating your, your future timeline. You're illuminating your past. It's like you're adding light to every aspect of everything that could ever happen to you as you're experiencing your existence here. And what is light? It is expansion. It is consciousness. So once we strip away all of those layers, then we begin to dive in and examine who is the essence of you? What are, what are your natural giftings and skills? What, are, what is the dynamic ancestry of you that makes you unique? And then we begin developing that. And my students will develop new healing protocols, new ways to work with clients, new, all kinds of new things based on their own individual essence and curiosity and passion. Mm. So that's the Akashic Records and how I use them. They changed my life personally so dramatically because as you did share, I was in Hollywood. I grew up really small town, Missouri. I quit college when I was 19, which affected me for a long time because I'm a smart girl and I felt like a dumbass for quitting school and not having a degree, heading off to Hollywood. But this is what I did. I was very outside of the box and I dove into Hollywood for 20 years, which truthfully and I'll just be very vulnerable and share with you guys, we all have ancestral patterns and deep personal shit that we're here working on. One of my patterns is rejection. My grandmother, her mother passed away, my maternal grandmother, when she was young from complications of an abortion, not wanting children. Mm. And so she grew up not having a mom with this as a part of her story. And it's been passed through my family lineage. And I was working my shit. You, you, daily rejection for you there in Hollywood. You got to work yeah. your shit out. Here you go, sister. <laughs> it took its toll on me. Yeah, I had a lot of success and a lot of amazing things that happened to me in that space, but it took its toll on me too. Mm. And I had gotten to the point where I had recognized the biggest acting job I was doing in my life was on me. Mm. I wasn't happy. I was trying to be. But I hadn't fully dove in to understand who I was and illuminate myself yet. I'd done a lot of meditating and I had done a lot of opening up of my skills to the point where I wanted to start practicing kind of on other people. And when I got to that stage and I was just intuitively playing and practicing, there was a shift one day when I was just doing the work. I wasn't necessarily getting information. I was just setting up the binaural beats and dinging the gongs and doing the stuff. When the gentleman I was working with, my friend, his father who had passed came in and started giving me such clear information that it became undeniable. Okay, well, maybe I am getting information. I'm not just digging the bells. It's coming in, right? That's what pushed me to say, all right, I got to dive in and learn some certification. I, don't, I, I honestly did not care what it was. I didn't know what it was. I knew, I knew that I would know when I saw it. Okay. I knew it wasn't Reiki. I knew it wasn't yoga for me. I knew it wasn't tarot card. I'm like, what is it? What is it? I'm flipping through this Conscious Life magazine, looking through the ads in the back. Akashic, that's Akashic Records, that's me. I just knew it. Okay. My mom had gifted me a session 15 years prior. So I'd had a familiarity with what it was, but it had taken this long before it came full circle. And what I needed through that experience, Amanda, now I didn't recognize that this is what I was seeking and why it was going to change my life so dramatically. 
I thought I would, I, would, I just, here's what I thought. I thought, shit, I better get a certification to hang on my door if I want to figure out how to create a business doing this. Yeah. I had no idea that learning how to see myself in my own patterns through this space would so dynamically transform me. But of course it does because that's how we become good at what we do is we just give ourselves to our own process of healing and understanding and love and illumination. And the more we give ourselves to our own healing process, the more powerful we are to do it with others. Yeah. I didn't know that that was coming. And that's why it changed things so, so dramatically for me because it aligned me to a place of self-love and understanding that's still continuing. I have right now, there are some powerful energies coming in the planet that are bringing up some stuff that is so deep in me that I did not know it was there. I'm still learning and loving myself and forgiving myself and growing. But I've learned this ability to see myself through this space and how to use this for illumination and healing. I won't say it makes me unstoppable <laughs> now because there's still shit that comes up. But since 2015 was when I became certified. I joined forces with Nick in 2016, Nick Pereira, Coach Nick, my partner. <laughs> and since 2016, we've come a long way. We have a network of 25 live stream shows. We have a quarterly magazine that we produce. We have a membership community of where of light workers that we are training up. We, we are leading the rise of light workers across the planet, making sure that our light workers have the training that they need to continue to grow and expand the platforms that they need to have their message heard through our magazine, through our network. We're going to continue to grow. We're going to take this show on the road, baby. You know, I don't know if coach Nick in his, if his interview, if he uh, let it rip that he was a rapper in Canada before he did no. this. Do you know that? Mm -mm, mm -mm, that did not come out. Mm. I tell everybody. I, love <laughs> I say he's got to come out, close the show, come out rapping at the end of our show. But you better believe we're taking this on the road with all of the hosts of our network, all of the Akashic Records graduate students who are creating their own program. Amazing. So like I said, I won't say it makes me unstoppable, but however, there's an, I call it the Akashic wind mm. as well as the Akashic magnet. There's no, no way in hell I do this by myself. You see how many people are coming into this space? Powerhouses. Yeah. So it, cre it creates a natural momentum that all you have to do is get on and ride. Mm. Okay. I mean, and what I love, Emily, and I, maybe you have a perspective on this. Uh, I imagine you do. Uh, whatever it is, I don't know. I don't is, have many opinions. Yeah, I know. Uh, we'll see. Uh, mm -mm. Um, so I have never, I had never heard of Akashic Records before in my life. And then, you know, Nick came in, you came in, boop, boop, boop. I'm like, what? Is um, and, and yet, and yet I feel like I can, I could, ex I feel fam a familiarity with what you're yeah. saying. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I think, I think I've experienced that. Right. So yeah. I just, I guess my, point here, and if you want to add your two cents, please do, is it's amazing to me to this day how, we'll, to your point, you flip through the Conscious Life magazine and you find, you know what resonates and, and then you go with that and you, you follow that or you learn more about that. Yeah? Is that 100%. You? And then, and I'm getting chills now too. And, and, and when I got into the training program, it was like everything that I was learning that she was saying that was coming through was vocabulary, was language. Remember how we talked about the importance of language and how our intuitive skills are another language. 
this was like a visceral language that I understood that could confirm and expand me further because it was like all of a sudden it had illuminated the energetic vibrational frequency of the words associated that I didn't have at that point. I only had the experience. Mm. Why words and knowledge, it's really powerful. Words can fuck us up too. Yes. I was just talking on another interview today. Yep. Words. uh, I think you said, Joseph Campbell said something about, you know, language is here to confuse us. (laughs) I think it certainly can. It certainly can. Well, well, just think about this. Mm. We're in a society who loves their coffee. Mm. And I do too. And I love my coffee and I do drink coffee. So there you go. There's my dirty skeleton in the closet. (laughs) I drink coffee. Okay. A lot of it sometimes. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But we use this language to describe the most powerful, healing, illuminating energy of the universe. And and it it becomes desensitized. Yeah. Yeah. Because how do you, uh, uh, we're all just pointing to the moon. We're all just going like, you know, that thing, that's amazing. Like we can't, you can't really use words and language to convey it. And yet that's all we have sometimes. So when Um, you find that illuminated language come in that synchronizes with your experience, it's it's really meaningful. That's Mm -hmm. amazing. All right, Emily, I'm curious too to hear a little bit more um, around your own experience because as people are listening, and and again, I feel like I've started to have experiences with following my intuition with what that, what does that feel like? What does that uh, look like? What did, what was your journey as you started to become more and more intuitive and know that or play with that, uh, how can our listeners start to know, am I being intuitive? Is this intuitive? What is, yeah, help us, help us feel that out a little bit more. Well, first of all, doesn't it feel magical? Isn't there a magical quality to it when you begin getting in and dancing with it? Allow that to really fuel your process. Allow there be, and here's why. Here's why we love magic, because we don't know what's going to happen, because there are limitless possibilities, but we know it's going to be good. Well, okay? this is also why we hate magicians. I'm just going to interject. You know how much I hate magicians? Because no, I'm like, I love them. <laughs> we were the same person for a second. Okay. We, we were. No, I'm, I'm showing the polar. I'm just, I'm showing you the polar opposite right now. We are now being polars because I literally am like, I, I totally get you, Emily. And I am at times in infuriated by magicians because I watch them. I'm like, and then I want to know how they did it. And I don't get the answer. Because you're an alchemist at your heart and gut and soul. You're like, because you know, you're like, I've got to figure out how to do that too. There's there's some piece of the puzzle that I can figure out here. (laughs) Right? Um, okay, you got you to remind well, me what we're talking about now. I'm sorry, but magic. Well, you were magic. saying, come in with that desire of ma- yes, and, and put all your you know judgments of magicians aside for a moment. <laughs> oh, I know. We were talking. We were talking about just like how do you get more into this when it's coming up, and and, and how do you just make it work more dynamically? Yeah, how, how do you even know what's happening? You know, sometimes it's like, gosh, was that? Well, you know. it's happening. First of all, scientifically, it's happening to every single person right now because we are flying through our solar system is flying through a particular space in the in the galaxy, where we are aligning to galactic center. We're being bombarded by a lot of photonic light from galactic center, and the Mayans knew this. They charted our progression of the equinox across the sky. This is why this is the age of enlightenment because they knew right the hell where we were going to be in the solar system 
during this time bombarded aligning to all of this photonic light. And similar to how we talked about like sounds, we talked about language. Let me give you another, another bit of verbiage for this. Sound is a particular frequency of energy that stores and transfers knowledge. Okay? Light particles do the same thing. So everybody who is on the planet at this time is being bombarded by this expansion of light. So let me just tell you, if you want to keep questioning, this is kind of like the, you know, going back to the old religion question, but where did God come from? If you want to keep pondering, fine. But let me just tell you, scientifically, everybody is expanding right now. Let it go. It is happening. Stop, stop wondering and just play with it. Mm -hmm. yes, but you got to acknowledge it. Oh, I thought I was just psychic right there. Was I just psychic right there? Did I just know that you're going to call? Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. You got to meditate. All right. Because here's the thing. We're traveling very, very fast through the universe, all of this light, yet we're, we need to slow down on the inside. Because in order to, all of this, all of these psychic moments that you're, ha that you're having, all of this amazing manifesting and, and all of these abilities that you're experiencing are happening anyway, but you might be missing a lot of them because you're moving so quickly. So meditation is really important so that you can, it's like slowing it down so that you can see things a little more frame by frame. Mm. And that's going to help a lot too, because everybody's just watching and experiencing it so fast. So of course you're like, is this real? Is that okay. Yeah. So slow it down. Here's what meditation does for the brain. All right. Let me tell you how your, let me tell you how your brain works when you're not on meditation. The average human brain has between 12 and 60,000 thoughts per day. Okay, 90% of those thoughts are negative. Okay, 80% of them, same thoughts you thought yesterday. So you're in a wheel, you're in a hamster loop. 95 to 99% of them are subconscious, so you don't even realize that you're thinking them. So with all of this going on, it's hard to create space for this new aspect of ourself that we're opening up that challenges our thoughts, it challenges our emotions, it challenges our old ways of being. So you gotta slow that other stuff down and that's what meditation does. I said the average brain has between 12 and 60,000 thoughts per day. When I was in college, for the short time I was in college, like I said, I got a little complex for quick college, but I was a sorority girl because all of the smart overachievers were theta girls, kappa alpha theta, so I was a theta girl. <laughs> um so fuck i totally forgot my point well you're talking about the average brain and how many thoughts oh, there are yes and being an overachiever thank you mm -hmm. as this theta girl overachiever i'm like ooh, i want to be on the sixty thousand realm i want to be really smart no it's total opposite you guys the really smart honed centered ooh, you want to be on that six thousand you want to be on the lower thought end range yeah you want to slow those thoughts down yeah. Don't be the theta girl. Okay. As you can see, we're a little airheaded. We forget what we're talking about. In the middle of what we're talking about. There, because interviews. there are so many thoughts. <laughs> I was just talking to that oh, to my students about that because I work with my Akashic Record Mastermind students on Tuesday mornings. And we're talking about short circuiting. Like you get up in these higher energies and you're telling stories and you're balancing and all of a sudden you're like, oh hell, I have no idea where I'm even you're like, line? Yep. <laughs> That's what we used to call out in Hollywood when all, because that happens in acting too. 
uh, and all of a sudden you're like, how did I forget my, I don't, I need my line. Yep. And it happens. So yeah. It does happen. Well, and what also happens for me is I, at times I must be flying a little higher and having those rapid thoughts. Uh, typically it's a high energy in the moment. And I've yes. even caught myself saying like, how can I say three things at once? Because three things right now all need to be said simultaneously. And when we get in that space and what I'm just going to do right now is just bring it back, hone it back in, Emily. You get very excited. Like you said, we feed off of each other's energy. The energies get really high. I get really, I'll get those high vibes too. I got to make sure I got to do lots of grounding for myself because it's very easy for me to get up out of my own body. I mean, you guys can see something like all skinny here. You see my bones. People are like, oh, you got such good muscles. I'm like, no, I'm just like little skinny thing here. Not, not, and you can see most women want to lose weight. You can see I might, I might have a little bit of a complex about my, my old granny body here. But it's because like there's, there's, there's just, there's so much energy constantly running through my body. Very important for me to ground. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I want to highlight for the listeners because there were so much amazing things that you said that, uh, that this, this knowing we are all receiving this data. We are all in tune with it. There is nothing special about being an intuitive. There's not some magic pill you take. It's not that you were born on a certain day and therefore you got the intuitive gifts and you know the other ones didn't. And I think this is really important. And I know I, I spent most of my life as a skeptic, as a cynic, as all the things. And I did, I sat there, I'm like, I don't believe it because I don't, you better prove it to me, right? And I was just, um, and so as I'm opening up myself to, oh, oh, okay, first of all, I don't have to understand how the mag magician does his trick, okay? I can simply be a part of the magic and then also realize that I, I too can do that. I too am that, I, you know? So I think anyone listening, that's one of the things I really want you to take with you is mm -hmm. this is available already to all of us. Knowledge is here. And the records are really, this, this is the behind the scenes of how the magicians are doing what they're doing. It's a matter of seeing patterns and understanding how energy works so that you can manipulate it. Mm. So that it becomes, so that your universe becomes malleable, right? That's what the Akashic records do for us. I'd like to circle back to something that you said, Amanda, when you talked about, you know, this is, it's just really coming into your awareness in terms of vocabulary, but there was a familiarity and like, a, like you, you felt like maybe you had accessed or been there before. Yes, this is huge for people. And like you said, every single person has access to this knowledge. You have access through a couple of different places. Within your DNA is an imprint of your Akashic records. Okay. I'm trained that they are physically, if that you can use that word for this, located in seventh dimension space time. Think of that as a realm of consciousness, meaning. In order to access this, we have to have the understanding that it's there and to use it to its maximum effectiveness, we have to know what questions to ask. It's just like Google. Google's a great thing, but if you don't ask it anything, it ain't gonna help you. And if you don't ask it the right things, it's just gonna match whatever you're, whatever you're putting in is gonna get. So there, there's a dynamic understanding of how this magician's book works, right? To teach you how to use it to its most effectiveness, but 
I like to, we've, we've dropped a couple author names here. I like to go back to um, the Celestine Prophecy. Mm. And James Redfield talked about our consciousness is measured by the questions that we ask. So when I take people into the records, I train them to ask these high-level questions that uncover the information that we're looking for. I love that you brought that all the way around. I mean, dropping, you know, name dropping, mm-hmm. Celestine Prophecy, and then your analogy to Google was pristine. I'm literally thinking and laughing to myself of when when Google really became a thing. And even even up until like the recent few, uh, recent past, me trying to ask a question of Google is hilarious at times. Right? Like, like I'll, I'll like type in an entire paragraph. I'll be like, that's funny. So wondering about this thing that happened the other ah, day. And, you know, so, good. so I love that that is like, that is a direct reflection of the sorts of questions I've been asking in my life, you know? And so therefore what sort of information back and am I getting brilliantly done, brilliantly done. I could talk to you for many more hours about this, Emily. And I look forward to continuing this offline in other capacities, learning more from you, working more with you. And of course, everyone who's listening, I feel many of them are feeling a similar way right now, wanting more of your goodness, more of your yumminess, more of this information that you have. I mean, talk about, yeah, I can see you got the complex, but you have made up for it in like leaps and bounds. You are so well educated on this. You were so knowledgeable. I honestly believe you are one of the most well-spoken, well-articulated people I've had on this show, specifically in terms of the information you bestow upon us. Really, really phenomenal. So thank you for being such a beautiful teacher for us. Thank you too. Mm. So before we let you go and before we make sure everyone's going to know how to get in touch with you. So all of you listening, don't, don't tune out quite yet because we've got some fun, a few more questions for Emily, but do make sure to check out the link in the show notes be sure to find her at theakashicacademy.com. And if you're wondering how to spell that, like I said, look it up, grab that link in the show notes um, and, and please reach out to Emily, find her and connect with her. And let's learn a little bit more about Emily in terms of what inspires her. So my first question, Emily, is who is a source of inspiration for you and why? My daughter, Viv. Not my, my, my little nine-year-old adult. Um, she grabs life in every single moment that is available to her and dives in with so much presence, leaving behind everything else. And I have that in my life to see in every moment, reminding me, guiding me back to that center point. If you show up like that in your life, you will never lack inspiration. And I'm somebody who runs off inspiration. That's my fuel and coffee. So that's a very important component in my life. And Vivian gives that to me every day. Mm. I love that. And I love the answer of why. Gosh, that's just, yep. Children are really magical teachers, aren't they? Wow. Yeah. Well, in so many ways, they teach you so much about yourself and what you got to get out of your own way about. But that's another, that's another podcast. <laughs> A whole nother one. Yes. Well, thank you, Viv, for your inspiration. Yes. Mm, all right. Second question is what place or activity most inspires you right now? Hiking. Mm. 
I like to be in nature and specifically for me, the hiking involves like a movement of my feet touching the planet, both giving energy. I, I have a really big mission that I'm on. So anytime that I'm out walking or hiking in nature, I'm imagining just giving that energy to mother earth and also pulling energy and support up from mother earth. Hiking I also love because there's like a, there's a rise, there's an evolution, like a, as you go up the mountain, you've got that ascension quality to it. And of course, being in nature is one of the secrets of the great alchemists, the great, the great ascended masters. Mm. Where in the world are you? So when you go hiking, where do you go? I'm right outside of Lake Tahoe, which I get so excited. Well, first, some of the most phenomenal hiking ever in the history of the solar system is in Lake Tahoe. The kundalini energy of Mother Earth, that divine feminine, that, that energy that was having us all dancing and moving in the beginning, tightly wound around the core of Mother Earth. She moves through the crest of Mother Earth, comes and touches the surface of the planet in only certain places around the globe. Two places in the United States. One of them is Lake Tahoe. It's the, so the kundalini energy actually surfaces here, infiltrates the lake, the lake flows into the Truckee River, so the energy continues to stay on the surface as it follows the Truckee River down to Pyramid Lake, where it tucks back underground, surfaces again in Maui, somewhere in Maui, I don't know where. So I have the incredible geographical support of the magical vortex of this space. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That is delicious and wonderful. And no wonder there is such a uh, magnetism around Tahoe and, and the, all of the things that are out there. Yeah. And for all those listening, don't worry if you're not in Lake Tahoe, you know, you're not, <laughs> you're not out of luck, um, but you may notice that. Come out for an apprenticeship. I was going to say, go on yep. out, visit Emily, get like the, that just like extra strong dose of it, right? Really strong dose of it. I love it. We're really excited to bring retreats and trekking because the John Muir trails are all through this space. That'll be one of the next uh, wings that we add on to the Academy. And within the next 12 months, I would mm -hmm. say be looking for a, a retreat and a trek, a pilgrimage through the sacred land here. Awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. All right. And we've already talked a few authors and books and dropped a few of those, but I'm going to ask you, what is one book that has inspired you on your journey? My, this is my favorite spiritual book that like opened me up and it's just what's coming through right now. So I'm really happy to offer this to your audience. Living in Joy is the name of the book. It was channeled by, um, Oren and DeBen. Anybody familiar with Oren and DeBen? <laughs> they were big channels that came through maybe around 10 years or so ago. Um, I believe the, the name of the physical vessels that channeled them are Sunaya and Dwayne Packard. Mm. But this book, Living in Joy, it's like a magical spell. Mm. Very, very good book. I haven't heard that one yet. I'm thrilled about it. We'll make sure to link to it if anyone wants to check it out or just use the Google, use the Google and, uh, you know, type it in and, and let the Google deliver you all that information. So amazing. Emily, and I have been, <sighs> I knew this would be phenomenal. I, I am equally uh, delighted that it was even more phenomenal than I, than I could have imagined. Yeah. And so for <clears throat> everyone who is listening, 
please check out the akashicacademy.com. Find out about the the all of the things you do, the apprenticeships, the 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 magazine, the retreats in the future, everything. Yeah, check it all out, but reach out and schedule a consultation session with me. Yes, be hey, sure. Hey, a sip of water. Hang on, did I take my water out of here? Let me just do a little throat chakra clearing for everybody. Here before we go. <clears throat> Thank you. The process truly is so individual for each person that the best thing that I can offer each one of you, <clears throat> connect with me personally. Let's go into your records. Let's see what the right thing for you is. Mm. Amen. Amen, sister. Amen. And and you will not be disappointed to connect with this woman. I mean, it, it is a connecting with her already is a gift. So you will get even more um, by doing that as she, uh, yeah, sees what's really there for you and what you need. I am so grateful that I get to connect with people like you. And this is something that I have been asked to do somehow, somewhere in this space and time. And I am uh, Mm -hmm. very, very grateful that I, I have that honor to do it. So thank you for being here, Emily giving us your time. Thank you too. <clears throat> the work is fun. It is fun. And for all of you listening, thank you for tuning in and spending this time with us, being inspired, being activated, feeling that energy flow through your body. And now maybe having a few more words, language, vocabulary to point to that illumination that you are experiencing. And obviously, if you still desire to know more, there is uh, an endless supply of where that information is coming from. So be sure to follow that impulse, follow that intuition of yours that is leading you and guiding you. And of course, if this episode was, uh, I don't know, fun, exciting, interesting, whatever, share it with a friend, spread it out there, help us reach more people with these messages of love, light, enlightenment, and all of the good things. Because we, as Emily has so poignantly expressed, we are in that age right now. So it is happening. We may as well get on board and do our part share it, like it, review it, rate it, subscribe to the show so that you are notified of the next amazing episode that I have. And again, thank you so much. Love you to the moon and back and many, many blessings.